0: What's happening today?
1: We're talking... Oh, major spoilers.
0: You have been warned.
1: My God, I just can't contain all these spoilers. There
0: are too many spoilers. They are going to get out. They're like triples. They multiply. Do not, I repeat, do not watch this episode or listen to it if you have not seen episodes 11 through 20 of season five of Steven Universe. You already should be there with us because season five is where everything starts to come to a head. It is, I will say now, probably my favorite season.
1: Uh, season five, yeah, absolutely.
0: Just like when she or I went to space in season five, <laughs> this went to space and I fell in love all over again.
1: Yeah, I I'm absolutely in agreement. Uh, so far, like we're we're two thirds of the way through, and this is pretty much my favorite season too.
0: And I know it's late to start theorizing, but <laughs> we literally have finally gotten to a point where Aaron no longer has any spoilers that he is aware of. We finally got to what had been spoiled for him a year ago, as it turns out, that he has been holding on to quietly until today. So we're going to wildly speculate during this episode about what the final 10 episodes of Steven Universe have in store for us.
1: Yeah, there's we're actually going to probably not necessarily skip through some episodes, but we are going to rush through some. We're talking in uh,
0: broad strokes. Some of these yeah. just... And uh,
1: There are some amazing episodes on this, but we can't talk about them as much because there are some episodes that we have to go into great, in infinite detail almost.
0: So for today, the episodes we are discussing are as follows. Lars of the Stars, Jungle Moon, Your Mother and Mine, The Big Show, Pool Hopping, Letters to Lars, Can't Go Back, A Single Pale Rose, Now We're Only Falling Apart, and What's Your Problem? So. Let's get right into it with episode 11, Lars of the Stars. Steven and Connie travel through Lion's Mane to visit Lars. When they reach the other side, they discover that Lars and the off-color gems have stolen a spaceship from Emerald and are now on the run from their pursuers. Lars has been officially redeemed in my eyes.
1: Um, Was it this episode? No, it was, it was Letters to one. Lars. It was Letters yeah. to Lars where Which is for a little Aaron... bit Yeah, it's a little bit later in this cluster that he gets it, uh, redeemed in my eyes. But this is... This is well on its way. Um,
0: I needed space pirates. I forgot how much such <laughs> treasure planet I have required space pirates in my diet. Uh,
1: oh, freak, Firefly! Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. This is this is this is a fun take on that kind of genre, um, and the little descriptors: uh, Lars of the stars, reanimated off color space pirates. Um, I've got them here. Um,
0: I like it. That's the way to go. We so last time we saw Lars, he was nobly self-sacrificing his immediate safety for Stevens in a cave on Homeworld. But when Steven and Connie jump through ready to do battle, turns out that they have stolen a ship. Lars is now captain of this ship, and they are on the run from Emerald. We had not seen an emerald yet. Thank you, finally, because when I think of gemstone's almost like the second one that comes to mind. I've been waiting for her to show up. It looks like she's not like a big character, but I like it. She's I like still that she's a
1: fun character. I love
0: that she's a pirate and she has a gemstone in her eye, like a freaking eye patch on a pirate. So kind of like eyeball. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Uh, and it has this wonderful like Deadpool freeze frame Text up on the screen.
1: With all the descriptors which I have. Uh, yeah, pull them up. Uh Pada Papa the other sapphire, basically. You can pull uh, it out. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna try it again. Um technical advisor with the power to predict the past. <laughs> um they go so quickly that it's it's hard to really kind of get them get get them when you have to go back and reread them. Uh Knight, head of strategic operations, body of a star crossed fusion. Um the Rutile twins, two pilots, one gym, zero fear. Yeah. Um, and then, nope, already seen that one. And Fluorite, chief engineer, leisurely fusion of six.
0: <laughs> leisurely? That is the way to talk about her. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, I'm so glad to see this. Like, Lars has this cape, and he's strutting around just dealing amazing tactical advice, as it turns out. Completely unable to anticipate that Emerald would rather see them escape with her prized possession ship than destroy them and it with them. It's such great tactical maneuvering. It's so good, uh, and it's really good to see Lars like come into his own in a way that feels very Lars. Doesn't feel like he did like a complete. One eighty character turn it still no, feels like him
1: it is yeah it is it is not one hundred and eighty it like it is a natural progression, especially with where he why he was on the ship to begin with um he was on there because he ran away, he was cowardly, he was selfish, and um we even find out in uh it was it is it this cluster with the the timelines, the rivers.
0: Yes, pool hopping. Pool
1: hopping. We find out in this cluster that um, there's a timeline where Lars wasn't the one that stayed on the the ship.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be Onion. Like, there's there's so many paths things could have taken, but they're all in the ship. And Stephen and Connie come through, just beautiful. We finally get some more Stefani, which is always and again. We just came from them just reconciling, so it's so good to see the two of them together again. It makes me so happy, and. It's it's so fun. It's probably the funniest episode of the group. It was a great way to start off. Honestly, <laughs> it was so lighthearted and all the good. Uh, you'll, uh, uh gosh, they said they had so many catchphrases for what they would shout at each other. It felt like a play. Like Lars and Emerald knew their parts and they were playing it in a sort of dance, as it were. Just, I'll get you next time, Captain Planet. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning cartoon show style. <laughs> next
1: time, he man.
0: Next exactly. time. Exactly, that's exactly it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so super fun. Uh, turns out Lars built a spaceship that's pretty much like a car. So Stevani forms to go and handle uh, Emerald's ship from shooting them. Manages to take care of all of them.
1: Yeah, but we're we're forgetting the whole. We're forgetting the the one part that almost destroyed this episode
0: oh did that happen yeah that's right okay it happened in this
1: one uh so uh steven shows uh pictures of the stuff that's happening in town and um and is giving kind of an update well he shows what's happening with sadie um and the sadie uh sadie killer and the suspects as we find out officially that's the band name and uh we and Lars gets really selfish, and he's like, "How dare she have her own life?" Kind of mentality. How could she be happy
0: without me? Yeah,
1: and in like, there, all of a sudden, all these warning signs pop up behind him as a very subtle, not so subtle uh, sign.
0: He doesn't know how to be a captain because he's so focused on this. And Stephen and Connie really effectively break down that argument: "How dare you be happy when a person you love is no longer with you?" It's well. Are you doing what you're doing to spite her? Are you battling space pirates to get back at her and make her feel bad? Well, no, of course I'm not. So then why would you think that of her?
1: Exactly. And they're able to kind of talk him out of the spiral that he uh, started on just from, like, noticing that. She's hanging out with the cool kids, and she's like, oh, "That's supposed to be me." It doesn't matter. He's been
0: such a big bravado this whole time, and then just to hear that whiny, insecure Lars come out—I know you gave me side eye, like, "Oh, we're gonna wreck it all." But he, he, he deals with it. That's that's the redeeming that's, part. That's
1: where it shows that he has progressed, and I'm I'm very happy to see that, um, and I'm glad that he. It's not just a one note, you know, like let's give Lars opportunities to grow and then recess every time, which we, we bring which on you were never
0: happy about every time no, it seemed like he was making a step it. forward. He made two steps back. Exactly. Uh, but this time I think we see Lars again in this cluster. And I think we have finally hit the point that Lars is completely able to be a fleshed out character that has faults, but no longer it feels like he's wasting all his opportunities. He feels like he's doing something with his life. But the episode ends with Stevani going out to shatter uh, Emerald's guns and being shot out of the sky, falling down onto a strange alien planet, which is such a Star Fox reference, if ever I saw one. <laughs> Stevani?: no! no! That and was that t- really good. <laughs> and that takes us to Jungle Moon. Stevani crash lands in a jungle on an alien moon and, unable to contact Lars, must fend for themselves. This episode was nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Short Form Animation, which is the third that we've seen so far of Steven it Universe. It
1: for background paint.
0: Yeah, this episode is so good. I mean, again, it had Shira all over the place, and Steven Universe came first. So this is not a dig that they were copying or pasting. But to have Catra's voice actor on an alien planet fighting <laughs> to survive is just so delicious. I love it.
1: This is actually the first. This is actually this episode marks the first time. That we do not see steven for a single episode
0: i know we never so they remain bubbled and then explore this planet as stevani never once breaking apart never once in fear finally working together as that unit that we hoped that we would see back at the very beginning of season five where if they work together they are so much stronger and more capable and we don't see any you know it's, it's more like a garnet fusion that they just exist that way They don't, they don't break apart to fall asleep it's just Good night, Stevanni. Good night, Stevani.
1: Stevani. Stevani in experience. Yes. And this is a this is a pretty good episode. It shows a lot uh Stevani kind of dealing with this alien planet, but not like struggling. She uh, she they just deal with it.
0: And it's not gem alien, it's just aliens alien. Yep. And it shows her being uh being having ingenuity to figure out how to survive here we when we first crossed land well the reason why this episode occurs there's a bunch of little things about her not wanting to eat any of the live animals because they're too cute but we need the protein you can you can sense that it's steven and connie have an argument inside stevani we need the protein we have to eat it but it's so cute i don't want to eat it practical versus emotional
1: and i'm betting the practical was Connie and the uh, it's so cute with Steven. Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh so uh so many good scenes. Her setting up shelter, uh, uh sorry, Savani setting up shelter, Savani shaving their face, uh, the stubble. Like so many good little things without them working their way through this planet and just waiting for someone to find them. Finally, they set up camp inside what looks to be a observation tower like there is on the moon. And when we land on this planet we see up in the sky that the moon up there has been the planet up there has been shattered completely just destroyed from the inside out and it takes a little while but you realize that is absolutely a result of another cluster another or or just the formation of gem, of homeworld gem colonies the eating inside out of this planet the destruction of resources until all it's left is a husk uh, and we get these really strange dreams inside what amazing dream sequences! Literally pasting the knowledge that Connie has, the visual images that she has of her parents and her family, over Stephen's recalled memories of the diamonds of yellow and blue and pink. This is
1: uh, you, it, it. This is one of the first times that we um, we really get to see. Um, we, we've we seen Steven see through another gem's eyes, um, but this is the first time where we get any sort of hint at like reliving any sort of memory.
0: As opposed to what's happening to them right now, which exactly. is how it went with Blue Diamond.
1: Exactly. And I th- and it's, and it is really eye-opening um, with what comes next and um, again, major freaking spoilers, guys! Like yeah, we we we're we were, we're were quite to hit, serious about that. We're we're about to hit on some big things, but like
0: Doctor is Yellow Diamond is my life. Oh my
1: gosh! Just like the the combination of the two of them is just amazing, and it's still Patty Lapone mm-hmm. as the voice, but it works really well. And just
0: this little Stevani, like so hey Adora, ing it up. Like, yeah, what you doing? I want a planet too. Give me a planet. Just perfectly petulant in all the right ways.
1: And and again, uh, because it's AJ McCullough, who was ca- uh, Catra in um uh She Ra. She sorry. Uh <laughs> and then is Stevani in this, um, she has she's able to do that petulance uh well enough. So good. Which funnily enough, um, shout out to uh our friend uh, Ollie who just finished she or just got caught up on she
0: Fabulous!
1: And she and I were texting each other the other day and we're like, she's like, Oh my God.
0: I know. I know. And I feel for her. I really do. Because the past couple of years have just been s- quietly scrolling through Instagram and then quickly scrolling through when I see, fan art that is absolutely spoilerific in all contexts i'm surprised i haven't come across what we learned in this season before to be very honest
1: yeah and i kind of have and then i'll tell you how my
0: yes i'm i cannot wait for you to tell that story because it's such a weird way for it to have happened
1: it, yeah it's it's a very interesting story so this is a very cool episode it's a little underplayed and i like that i i it's not I, we get to spend more time with stevani and that's always good yes um But how it ends is like, it's almost, it's a very slow, slow, slow play. And then when it, it ramps up, you're like, oh, holy shit.
0: Yeah. Because you don't even realize
1: what's happening. Yeah. You don't
0: know as it goes on, because again, we have all the Connie imagery pasted over everything. But eventually at the end, we realize that we are looking through Pink Diamond's eyes and we finally see something of Pink Diamond. Previously, we only saw vague silhouettes, but this is when we finally see her for just a moment. And then uh, Lars comes and finds them. And so they are... Uh, back on the ship ready to move into your mother and mine yeah. steven brings garnet to meet lars and his off-color crew the off-color's belief about rose quartz has been skewered by home world propaganda so garnet tells them the history of rose's rebellion from the crystal gems perspective i love me a good garnet story
1: this was this is really really good um especially because like the, she goes around and it's like giving all of these compliments to the off colors and as like you know you're beautiful and, and um it's really I've cool to see a fusion like you. yeah and then it's like they're all like uncomfortable cuz they've never received compliments yeah, before yeah they thought that
0: she was insulting them no no honey no we like you
1: and it's and it's and it's so sad and you're like oh yeah that's because they no probably never ever have. told them
0: a nice word in their entire life, and uh, Garnet is so excited to see all these cool new fusions and gems. And he sh- I think I really like the one where it's uh, she goes up to Rodenite and says, "Oh, a Ruby and a Pearl, you have got to tell me that story sometime." Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> that's a, uh, and it's because she's a Ruby, and then you know of course with Pearl. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely a story I want to hear too. I I'm, I'm hoping that we do get to hear more about the off colors. There's
0: only 10 episodes left. When will we ever get these questions answered?
1: (laughs) Barreling, barreling towards the end. And we have so much that we still have to go through. And I don't even know if we are, Oh. Hi, Sarah.
0: Hi, Sarah.
1: If you're watching, I don't know if she, she's our actually watching. Sarah or not,
0: from the episode, Sarah?
1: Sarah, friend of so, the podcast, Sarah.
0: Friend of the podcast, Sarah. Uh, whether you're listening or watching this, uh, our most recent Married to the Idea podcast episode came out, which was all about Hamilton, and Sarah was our guest speaker on that because she knew more than we did, and we needed some help on that one. So if you want to check that out, you can on the channel. Uh, Garnet's story is one that we've, kind of heard before but it's the first time it's been laid out right in front of us so effectively let me tell you the story of rose quartz show you how it happened and garnet stories are always told in colorful silhouettes so i love this image of just this pink rose quartz walking with a bunch of amethysts, and then slowly stepping aside and realizing earth has beauty to offer why don't we do something about this Arguing with her diamond, you have to listen to me, we have to stop. And Pink Diamond laughing in her face saying, oh, you simple little thing, you don't know a thing about this planet. I I will never, I'm going to keep going. And her rising to become this rebel leader and showing all these other gems, other crystal gems, the goodness. Um, But here's where we get our first taste that there is something still that we don't know. Because at the end of this, they talk about how, and then they just destroyed nearly all the crystal gems with this giant powerful attack on the planet and we still are left with, like, with Steven with the unsatisfactory answer that you know his mom did have to shatter Pink Diamond and he's still not comfortable with this and he still doesn't know how to react and how to make it all make sense in his head clearly she loved this place but she still did bad things how am I supposed to handle that
1: yeah and it's still there's there's still some unanswered questions there. There are some unanswered questions after we get through um, then uh, after through this cluster that mm-hmm. we'll speculate wildly about so, so
0: much wild speculation. Um,
1: It's really funny that this uh, the episode title is uh, after it's named after a song from Peter Pan, uh, the 1953 version.
0: Okay, I thought it was a, a reference to a song from Dumbo, which is Baby of Mine, which is oh. close but not quite. Uh,
1: but it is it is appropriate since Steven, uh, like Peter, does not seem to grow up like the normal way boys seem to do.
0: That's right, because Wendy sings it to the lost boys, and Peter's like, none of this. I don't want to be a part of this. And yep. all the us are like, we miss our moms too. Can you take us home? Uh.
1: <laughs> There's a... Uh, 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 lists from my mdb users and one of them is coolest animated antagonists and one of them the the profile picture is the airbender from like season three yeah of Korra, or yeah. season two or three of cora mm-hmm.
0: yeah um another thing about this episode every every episode in this cluster aaron had to stop and pause whether because he could not handle what was happening because he was laughing so hard this is the first time that happened because out pops steven out of large's head and who does he bring but a steven garnet a garnet that shapeshifted oh, to look just like steven gosh, twin yeah. stevens just so
1: with steven with sunglasses steven that with was sunglasses that was the best part
0: <laughs> oh my gosh you know it's so funny you know uh Pearl and Garnet, we see them so rarely shapeshift. Amethyst is really the one who's most in our element with shapeshifting. They all kind of take different parts of their gem traits that they really take to heart. Uh, maybe we'll find out more about that. Uh, but that brings us to episode 14, The Big Show. In this documentary-style episode, Stephen records the rise of Sadie's new band, Sadie Killer, and The Suspects.
1: This This is a great episode, not only because we get... The fun kind of documentary, the old VHS, VHS handheld, yeah. the
0: whir, whir, whir of the tapes. <laughs> I
1: um I I have a special place in my um sadistic heart for um the VHS horror movies, um VHS SVHS or VHS two or sorry VHS two and then VHS three or SVHS. Um they, uh, they all bring something kind of cool to the table. Um so watching stuff in this first-person format is really neat um so i'm really cool it's really cool to see it something done in this format for especially for steven universe so um and it only what happens is this format you it can only help or hinder it there's no in between and for cd in the cd killer and suspects their aesthetic their style of performing and everything like that that kind of graininess, that old school feel, it absolutely helps.
0: Being inspired by old school horror movies on VHS, exactly the same way. Yep. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I love, I love, love, love that they hire Greg as their band manager. A perfect, perfect, absolutely so good. And the fact that he still knows someone in the business, the email he sends them. <laughs> so he sends uh to his uh, friend Sunshine Justice the tape of them, and she writes back that was the worst audio recording i've ever heard which is a shame because the band sounds great let's bring them up to empire city like just like that
1: <laughs> like oh so
0: good and steven does a little star wipe thing on the camera with the jing 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 of the stars and shiny glitter putting across the screen that we've seen before anytime we've seen footage from greg's uh handheld camera yep and it goes forward that uh You know, we got to see Sadie and her mom again, and we had come across this earlier uh, in season four about how Sadie doesn't really want her mom to be involved with the stuff that she does because she over-involves. But we see in this episode, Barb, like, immediately understands what Sadie is trying to do and just 180s and backs up and says, that's okay. I, You know what? You guys want food? I'll be upstairs. It sounds great. Can't wait to hear more. And when Sadie's like, I don't want you in my business, don't come to the show, she says, okay, and just doesn't. No guilty tears, just realizing, oh, it's, this is my daughter's thing. And it's so nice at this point to finally get a little bit of something from Greg about how he had a family that never supported him and how lucky she is to have a mom. It doesn't discount that say, he doesn't want her mom to take over her thing, but rather that she does want to support her, she should be allowed to come see the shows. There's
1: And there's a difference between overpowering and wanting to support. and. Um, what happens is the two of them need to find that balance and it's, and it's going to take some work. And, um, you know, my parents were never overpowering, but they sometimes lacked the enthusiasm to properly support not the not all the time they were never like you know oh you're gonna fail at this they they were still very supportive but there were times when i was like well i don't know and they're like okay well why don't you just give up kind of thing not (laughs) and and i don't mean that in a negative way (laughs) um i just mean that in like they uh they knew sometimes that like if i didn't have my mindset that i wasn't gonna do it Mm -hmm. um because they knew me and uh what happens is uh barb sadie's mom doesn't necessarily know Sadie that well possibly because of Sadie closing her out possibly because she's choosing not to know her Mm -hmm. there's there's probably a mix between the two um and I think having you know supportive parents is amazing and um, I'm incredibly lucky to have them having over supportive parents can be overbearing at times and Um, We, you know, in the earlier episode where we try to get Sadie to sing at the the beach uh, festival or the beach city performance.
0: And how poorly that goes.
1: Yeah, I think we see that over support is to can go in the wrong direction as much as no support. Mm -hmm. You have to find that right balance. And I think Steven understood that as well. But he understood it a lot quicker than Barb. So Mm -hmm.
0: the Empire City show is so good. She thinks she sees her mom out in the crowd until so she performs her heart out. And uh, I love this song the idea that she's this walking ghost and no one can see her. Again, great way to look at life for a young person trying to be seen or heard, working their job, all that stuff. Uh, rising up out of the coffin, the glowing robes, like all this fun stuff. Uh, you, ha- you said it looked like something very specific with the main character, all- with the main leader of the band all. Up in paint and costume, other people wearing suits.
1: There's there is a band that has that aesthetic where everyone else wears a suit, but the main singer, uh performer wears something way more outrageous. And I cannot tell. Blondie is the only one that maybe comes to mind, but I I don't think that is correct. um But there, and I'm if you know what band I'm talking about, leave it down in the comments below.
0: Let us know. And then at the end, uh. Sadie saying to Greg after realizing that it was not her mom in the crowd, but Sunshine Justice who came to watch the show, uh, asking Greg if their next show can be in Beach City. Just this this little nod, this beautiful nod, and then of course Stephen turning to camera and signing off as they all sleep in the back seat of the car on the way back from the gig.
1: <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was great.
0: It was so good. Uh, episode fifteen, pool hopping. Garnet spends a day trying to behave unpredictably, attempting to train her future vision to account for the unexpected. What a sad, sad episode. It's not often I get a sad episode from Garnet. Usually everything is just so, so sure. But again, that's the, that's the thing of Garnet. Future vision. How can she ever be surprised? And it's so strange. You And the episode even does a very good job of it. They do all this fun stuff around about, oh, well, Uh, Yeah, that was this. This was the one where you had to stop and laugh again because we walk into the Big Donut. It's back open. We go in there and it's just Garnet working at the Big Donut and explaining to Stephen through spilled coffee that sometimes she just does things that make no sense to explore these parts of her future vision that she can't see, these small little pools surrounded by rivers of more freely moving liquid. And so then she quits automatically and they go buy uh, 20 pizzas and have delivered to the store, so they just go pick up instead, and then they don't eat the pizza, they just give them out to everybody. We learn that Onion was supposed to have been the one taken to space in an alternate timeline. Again, could he be White Diamond? Only the future will have this to say. Uh,
1: Or, or, is Vidalia White Diamond? Oh
0: yes, Vidalia's been among us, and she's been White Diamond this whole time, and that's why she paints pictures of Amethyst, because she's gathering intel. I. I say this with all great jest. It's for, it's one of the funnier, mo- more absurdist theories that I've seen from when this was coming out, and it's one that I just love to pull out. Uh, so eventually, we get to both of them um, casting poses in Vidalia's garage, uh, saying, uh, Garnet strikes her pose, pose struck, and uh, just getting inspiration off of them as they hold their poses. And then this little cat walks by, and you think, huh, and it's missing one eye. And this show, this show is so good because now I'm even questioning the motives of a one-eyed kitten. Like, what is this kitten gonna get them into? What trouble is it? What shape-shifting gem is it actually?
1: Exactly. Like, what what is going on?
0: Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Uh, and they're like, let's go chase it. And they chase the cat all the way into the forest. And they find a whole litter. Of little kittens out in the middle of the forest and it starts raining and seems like, okay, let's get them all inside. And he turns like a garnet who's just draped in kittens and she's like, I can't see the future anymore. And that was heartbreaking for her to explain that she, everyone looks up to her, but she just can't see anything anymore because he, Stephen, has made so many different choices than she would have ever anticipated him to make. And now she has nothing. She cannot tell when anything's coming. Everything's too different. We are, we are living in the pool. We are living in the worst timeline. We have no idea. Or perhaps <laughs> the best timeline. We have no idea. The darkest
1: timeline. We're living
0: in an alternate timeline that Garnet cannot see. And, of course, Steven is so good about narrowing her focus and say, well, let's just, instead of seeing what's going to happen, let's just focus on what do you want to happen? which is a great way. It's a great way to pivot while still keeping the issue at hand for anyone who feels like they're overwhelmed with anxiety or stress or or struck inert by not being able to see what's coming. Just say, well, what can what do I want to happen that I can make happen and I can do that.
1: Yeah, for anyone who's had that 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 downward spiral and I realized I said hands raised. Yeah, you know, uh, who's <laughs> had that downward spiral? And I realized I said that like six times in quick perception or uh, recession. Um, the whoever's had that, it's like, what do I do? What do I say? You know, it's like sometimes it's one small step. Sometimes you just gotta keep moving forward, and that and that's maybe small progress, progress, but it's progress. And 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 it's really funny. Um, you know, I thought that. Uh, This episode is going to end with Garnet, you know, stepping back and saying, you know what? I have done as much as I possibly can, um, but you now are the leader of the Crystal Gems. Whoa. I thought that's how this is going to happen. Um.
0: Stephen's definitely matured, as Garnet says, but perhaps not that mature just yet. And
1: and, and I'm glad it ended the way it did, because it, and you're right, because he's not ready for that, but I think he will be soon.
0: And I think you're right, too, about Garnet doesn't step down. But what she does say is, Stephen, the reason I can't read you anymore is because I was thinking about you as a child and you're not a child anymore. You know what I need? I need something small to take care of. So I'm going to adopt this cat. And that's what I'm going to take care of.
1: Did you get why she adopted cat that Stevens? one? Cat Stevens? Do, do oh, you know why she the... No, no, I didn't <laughs> get that part. Um that is a really funny good good uh, good one to pick up on that. Um
0: Why did she pick this cat?
1: Cuz it only has one eye, like sapphire.
0: Aww. I hadn't even thought about that little calico kitty. Yeah. Yeah just so cute just again all the the love that steven exudes and all the love that the gems show for him and for others is just so very very wholesome and then in, in the end they do finish the portrait of them and it's very epic
1: it is very very good and the cat sleeping on top of the lion is just oh a my mood. heart
0: oh cats on cats on cats <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are we are doing really good on yeah, time. Yeah, we are
1: we are booking it, but that's because we're about to hit... We're
0: about to hit some big ones. Let's do one more, mm, slightly fun one. Letters to Lars. Lars yep. receives a letter from Stephen updating him about the current goings-on in Beach City. While the town and its population are changing, the now former mayor, Bill Dewey, is having trouble trying to find his place in the new status quo. So good to see Nana Fuwa as mayor, just... Owning it and having a system in place, killing it, so good. Everyone dividing up and conquering. Pearl with her cell phone. And I can call everyone on my new cell phone. Pearl, is that your is that your first cell phone? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's on my cellular telephone?
0: <laughs> what's what's text message? <laughs> what's a text? What's a butt plug? <laughs> and uh, and layer throughout all of this is is Stephen having sent this letter to Lars through Lars's head. Uh, as well as a care package of um, gauges from his mom. So he gets his skull gauges back in his ears, a little care package, and a letter from Stephen about everything that's happening in town. And he goes through bit by bit. Uh, there's so many. We have to get to all of them. Nana Fuwa mayor. Awesome. Um, our uh, beautiful postman running one-man shows in Beach City, along with a comedy improv troupe with Mr. Smiley. And Barb. Barb and Peridot and, and Amethyst. And. Oh, Jamie, you madman! That's exactly again. You. This is another one. This is your pause moment where you just. I.
1: I could not. I was like, handle. I am done. It's
0: so good. It's so very, very good. I love it to pieces. And just Amethyst saying like, "Why don't we just shape shift into the thing that we need?" And Jamie trying to show how you can mime it. She says, No, no, right. Prop comedy is better. Why don't we just have the actual prop here. You could be holding anything. And Pearl just roasting Jamie from the crowd. Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was a really skinny submarine sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Not a plunger at all. Just <sighs> so so much shade. And how every time she suggests that Steven should be the thing they do the skit about.
1: <laughs> that was uh in like she actually turns it in plunger. If I was an improv group, I would have been like Okay, cool. We actually have someone who can turn into stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Amethyst is great as part of an improv troupe. Absolutely. Paradot also. Both of them. Hilarious. Want more of it. I have Need improved your it.
1: improv. Uh,
0: P- <laughs> uh, Petey has his own food truck, which is a, a tot truck, uh, which when I saw it, I said, boy, that potato... Looks suspiciously like the head of Mayor Dewey, and I'm glad was. someone
1: caught on it, because I had no idea. Just this
0: fried Mayor Dewey head that said potato tot. And, of course, Stephen asked for just the bits. He won't just accept the tots as made by the truck.
1: Stephen, my man, like, you gotta Steven, expand your horizons a little bit. Stop ordering
0: off-menu. It's not cool. Restaurants <laughs> don't like it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, every once in a while, it's fine. But, like, come on.
0: And then... Laced throughout all of this is Mayor Dewey just having no purpose, nothing he can help with, nothing he can do, and feeling like he, like what, what, what is he going to do? What can he do? And I, I don't call things often, but I did call. That by the end, he was going to be working at the Big Donut. You,
1: you actually, you did. I think you said it at the beginning of the episode. I think I remember you saying something.
0: They keep opening with being at the Big Donut and it not being open. And corporate apparently does not care that there's no one to run one of their operations. So they say, okay. And we know it's a corporation because there's that safety training video that they did. So we know that someone owns this yeah, store. Um, yeah, with won't... Uh,
1: Mr. Smiley.
0: Yeah, but they won't hire anyone to do it. So finally, yeah, it had to be.
1: Like, who the hell is, like, the corporate reps? For Big Donut, because why would you only hire two people or then only one person? Because that's fucking illegal. And,
0: <laughs> and then, then just have it closed down because no, you couldn't hire anybody? No one? Okay.
1: Like, that's just it's so irresponsible. Weird. Again,
0: totally un- totally explainable if it wasn't a franchise, but we clearly see that it's a corporate store. So get on this. Give me your theories about this. Why? Is, what's a Big Donut hiding? What's it covering up Ronaldo? Could you get me an expose on wait, wait. this?
1: Big Donut starts with, if you ignore big, or no, if you take big and you just set it aside for the moment, and you take D. D
0: stands stands for for diamond.
1: Diamond, and then big. big, diamond. Big
0: diamond. (laughs) And there it is. We found it. (laughs) Confirmed.
1: Big Donut started by white diamond.
0: (laughs) Big Donut is a white diamond organization meant to spy on the inhabitants of Beach City. Oh, we are getting into the weeds, my dude. And at the end... After all of that, we pan up, and we see that Stephen has been reading aloud the entire letter from Mars' head. And at the end... It's so sweet. Mars says, thanks, Stephen.
1: That was, like, this. I, I remember, like, that, that was the one I'm like, he would not have appreciated that. No, if...
0: absolutely not. He wouldn't have cared. And he smiles when he reads about how good Sadie and the band is doing. Like, he is so himself. He even says, like, Stephen, why'd you send that to me if you were just going to tell me the whole thing? And then but he says, Well, I love you. Thank you. Just so, so sweet. So happy. Love it to pieces. Are you ready to destroy our souls?
1: Oh my God. Here,
0: this... we go. Can't go back. How appropriate. After Ronaldo sees Lapis's barn on the moon, Steven goes up there to try and persuade her to return to Earth, almost convincing her, but ends up only scaring her away after experiencing another dream. About Pink Diamond.
1: This episode, uh, like, in all honesty, probably has one of my favorite... Now is now one of my favorite songs. Like uh,
0: Our first Lapis Lazuli song. Our
1: first Lapis Lazuli song. Uh, we see Lapis just absolutely, like, uh, destitute and just very sad that she can't be with the rest of the Crystal Gems. Specifically, Peridot and um misses you know being home but she knows that she can't go back to that life and steven being otherworldly mature and wise and saying yeah you can't
0: it won't that's, be the same
1: but that's what makes it okay
0: yeah and, and uh <sighs> in every essence of the word uh this is my favorite quote from the ab club's review of this particular episode is lapis has severe fomo like, if I leave, what will I be leaving behind? I fear that I'm going to miss out on all of you. I've been spying on you from the moon base. I can't leave fully. I don't want to leave. I miss you all. And But she can't stay. She's completely cut up on the moon, distant and cold and alone. And she even says, the moon's a terrible place. I hate it here, but I can't come back. And, and then,
1: in the- like, <sighs> so close. And this is such a beautiful song, and it's so forlorn, and um. It is definitely, I, I'm definitely putting it in my top three, if not at just at number three. I think number one is still, to this day, uh, Estelle's big song at the end of season one. Stronger Than You. Stronger Than You. Number two, I think, is actually uh, Estelle and E.G. uh kind of duet.
0: About the butterflies? Yep. Yeah.
1: And then I think this is number three. Yeah.
0: And we even get, finally, what I've been saying this whole time Steven just like. is Stephen is so exhausted at this point. Ronaldo woke him up in the middle of the night. Uh, and of course, Ronaldo still is not redeemed at all because he sees something every night. And it's never uh, anything except tonight. I can't
1: call her again for the fourth time. <laughs> the fourth
0: time. It has to be you, Steven. Come look. Fourth time. That's the moon base, Ronaldo. We know that's there. Why does your moon base look like a barn? Oh! Okay, so he just goes up completely tired and he almost manages to convince Lapis to come back. Lapis is so like, close. why don't you just come, like, bring the barn back to the temple. Be near us. Be neighbors. Let me walk over for a cup of sugar, even though you don't know what that is. Let's just be together because I miss you so much. Let's just all be together. And then we get a pink diamond vision again.
1: And this is very this this begins the this is the catalyst um for what happens for the next few episodes and this is this is big guys this is this is the beginning of i wouldn't call it the end but this is the beginning of this like m- mid-season arc if you will
0: yeah they decided not to hold off until the last 10 episodes for this this is one <laughs> of the hugest reveals on the show and they decide to do it now which i think is good because I don't want it to just be focused on Steven's mom. I want it to be focused on Steven. So it's important that we figure out this past stuff now, and now we can focus on the future.
1: So Steven gets this vision of blue and yellow diamond uh, kind of berating. Pink Diamond and saying, You need to be a leader. You need to, you know, quash this uprising. You need to. If you're
0: there, they'll follow you. You don't have to do anything. Pretty much just be a figurehead. Smile and wave. Stop trying to get involved.
1: Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we then see a silhouette of a small gem holding Rose's sword come up behind Pink Diamond and it turns to face Steven. And we see two eyes and a giant glowing circle. On her forehead.
1: With a very sharp nose. And
0: here is where I jumped out of my skin because what? Pearl? Pearl shattered pink diamond? What? What? And look over at you and you're just smiling at me benignly because of what you know about the next episode. Because of what was spoiled for you a year ago. Now there's me feeling like Steven. Feeling like, oh my gosh, Pearl shattered this gem and she's been hiding it this whole time which
1: which this is the point where Steven scares off uh lapis again lapis like thinks this is the vision
0: w- that stephen so stephen doesn't clarify this vision could mean that the gems on the way but it could just mean he's again getting memories of the diamonds because he he wasn't he's near in, the diamonds he, on the planet yeah on the
1: jungle moon he was in the communications tower and again he's in the communications tower so it could just be echoes of the past
0: perfect timing yeah but she gets so scared she just runs and lion stops steven which is so such a good good boy such a good boy lion like
1: (laughs) good good boy good
0: good boy just no i mean she's gonna run which i think means she's i've told you and you think this is gonna happen She's the most. Po- she's one of the most powerful gems out there. I think she's going to Han Solo it back in.
1: I think she is too. I've seen an episode, or I've seen a picture of something, and I think it means that she does come back. But um and this is where I don't mind speculating wildly. Yeah, we don't know because this is not. Yeah, this is not like a confirmed. Uh, no, absolutely you not know. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I um, I this this was, this was a bit heartbreaking for me because she was so close to just kind of finally being able to, you know,
0: say what she wants and and have it.
1: Yeah, and not and not hurt someone else in the process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at the end of the episode, Steven says, "Take me to Pearl."
0: To Lion, and we get to a single pale rose. Again, here are the spoilers. This is the line.
1: This you if you have not seen any of season five and you do not want something spoiled for you, do not continue.
0: You think we've spoiled stuff? No. Oh, God, We're no. about to twist everything on its head with a single pill rose. Yeah. I'm not even going to do the synopsis. Okay, let's just jump into it. So Steven comes back to Earth, and he's just nervously sitting on the couch waiting for Amethyst to stop talking to Pearl about how to use her cell phone. Adorably, Pearl keeps her cell phone in a briefcase. Not in a cell phone case, and when and with his teaches Pearl how to text. The very first thing is, "Dear Stephen, hello, love Pearl. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Oh, I love her so much." And just you look, he looks up from the phone, and she's just smiling at him. <laughs> Hi. I,
1: I love the um, the big one, uh, or it's like or it reminds me of like older people when they like, "Hello, blah blah blah,", blah uh, sincerely. sincerely.
0: <laughs> Best wishes. They they sign each text, which is so adorable. And now it's like, I got a phone case for you in my room. Hold on. And then Steven comes right up and says, Pearl, we got to talk about why you shattered Pink Diamond. And Pearl does this thing that we've seen her do before, right when she was about to talk about something. She puts her hands over her mouth and she can't say anything. It looks like she's trying to, but she can't. And it's an impasse. He asks her, she can't, he asks her, she can't. And then uh, finally she realizes that her phone is missing, and she is she, she is puts she, it
1: she had put it into her into her gym, yeah, which is apparently a storage space for her
0: yeah, so this is like uh find your cell phone case my cell phone that's right, right I don't know where it is uh, and Steven starts getting text messages from someone from Pearl's number, but Pearl isn't holding the cell phone, and so when she tries to pull it out, she just pulls out a bunch of other things, not the cell phone, and she gets this look in her eye and she turns to Steven and says, Steven I need you to go get my phone. I'm gonna let you go in. You go get my phone and then come out, okay? And Steven like looks there's like, okay. And he steps right into Pearl's head. Didn't know you could walk into gems. Haven't seen that happen before. I now wonder the first time. can he walk into other people's gems? Will yeah. he see other surface level? And it may gems? be just
1: because it's it's. pearl Pearl
0: could be so organizational that to anticipate that and we see the surface level pearl right inside her head who has everything alphabetized uh you're the one who spotted all the little phone number notes with little kisses and hearts on them
1: pearl's been getting some digits so
0: many digits uh she looks her phone it's not there looks at under cellular phone not there either and uh she says oh it could be another level down, but Steven, you don't want to go down there. And he's like, well, we need to, f- we need to find your phone, right? So let me go down. She's like, okay, don't say I didn't warn you. It's a mess down it's there. It's <laughs> a mess. Such great voice acting. Like organizational surface level Pearl is like the best. It's like a parody of herself.
1: It, it, it is. It's like, um, if someone was trying to, you're exactly right. If someone try, was trying to do a, uh, an impression, but like a bad one of her.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we get to the, uh, Inception portion of Steven Universe, where we find another Pearl inside of Pearl inside of Pearl's Pearl. This one from the past, her in her leg warmers and tutu skirt crying in the corner about how she misses Rose and it's never gonna be the same and what will she do without her just crying miserably. And he's like, "You don't have the phone either." She's like, "No, but I know someone who can." And then he steps like, into oh, her. Oh, I'm Pearl. missing my phone. I miss my. F- I lost my phone too. Just like I lost Rose. Like, okay, I think <laughs> we have to go. Have to go deeper. So he goes we again. Must go deeper. Has to go again. Bom. Yeah. So and then we see why Pearl was crying because she lost all of them. So in this layer of Pearl's head, this is the war-torn battlefield where all these gems have been shattered and destroyed, and it's just her looking over the wreckage, saying that's there's nothing left. They're all gone. What am I going to do? And we forget just how long Pearl's been around and doing this, and how much shit that she went through. And this is hard for a person to hold on to their head, to compartmentalize as she has pearls within pearls within pearls. And she steps into that Pearl's head, and that is when we finally get to a we, Pearl we've we, never seen before.
1: We we see Pearl. So as uh, as he steps in, um, the war torn Pearl. Um, we see him come out into the, the Palakene, um, the, uh, the Pink Diamonds Palakene. And as he steps out, he expects to see Pearl, but in fact, he sees his mom. But as he sees his mom, he realizes it's not his mom.
0: Her hair blows aside and you look at her eyes and this is not Rose Quartz. This is Pearl acting as Rose Quartz
1: and she is holding something in her hand and it is just it, it it's it's looks like a gem but he he doesn't understand so he goes one level deeper
0: it keeps going you think we're there and then it keeps going and we get to what the question has been this whole time uh whose pearl was pearl the pearl without an owner pearl to no one but we've only ever seen pearls in this series as servants of the diamonds. Pearl was Pink Diamond's pearl, and Pink Diamond was Rose Quartz.
1: Dunt, dunt, dun.
0: Oh my gosh, and you have known this for a year, and you didn't didn't blur it out once. I am so proud of you.
1: I have known this for a long time. Time, you guys tell and the i can story. tell the story i cannot believe that it got spoiled for me in this in this weird of way always uh so we go to dragon con every year but this year unfortunately R. A. P. Dragon mm. um you know thanks corona um Eww. but um you know it's good that we're not going um but uh last year was the first year that we attended the burlesque show at dragon con it and happens
0: really late at night. There's whew. a line around the block.
1: We barely got in, too.
0: Barely inched our way in. Yeah,
1: we like we were like we didn't think that we were that far along in the line, but we managed it to stinks. get into the line. Yeah, it wrapped around the building. But we get into the line and we go in, get seats, and they're not bad seats either. Um, uh,
0: weren't bad at all. And we saw tons of great performers. We saw oh, a maleficent one, which was
1: was it that one Rad as
0: hell yeah um we saw this really
1: there was a, a signing one because she was from knoxville yeah
0: the girl who signed that was yeah. amazing i love that um th- lots of superheroes lots of uh disney baddies there was a girl as gaston which was great You've... Now,
1: don't don't confuse Connuga with...
0: There have been... We've now been to two burlesque from two different conventions. i am in to three. Okay. So they may be... You're right. They may be blurring in my mind. But, Aaron, what was the one that you saw?
1: Someone did a P- uh, Rose Quartz one, and when she ended, or when she was, like, most of the way through, she took something off, including her wig, which had the pink diamond wig underneath and she like did that and then she went and then like did something else and you were right next to me Mm -hmm. and i went you 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 know who that is and you like you had this look on your face like yeah you didn't know i've known forever and i'm like but how did you are, are are they the same wait that makes so much sense like i went from like pure shock to complete understanding it was like i
0: managed to convince you that that was the case without absolutely knowing at all what had happened
1: absolutely because
0: i didn't know what pink diamond looked like so it would have never occurred to me that she had a pink diamond wig on underneath that it would not have occurred
1: because and she she took something else off because like as she was um revealing more and more she revealed something oh was it her gem yep she did this because she pulled off the rose and it had the diamond underneath.
0: Yeah. What a yes. What a great turnaround. How did you? How would you con? How would you conflate a diamond with a rose quartz? Well, if you turn the gem sideways, yeah. Suddenly, so, it's a quartz. Uh,
1: we don't have anything in here that has the but roses symbols like this and if you turn it like this it
0: becomes the side of it,
1: it it's, it's literally the side of a, di- diamond, the a of a diamond or the underside of a diamond
0: on a ring that's exactly how it works yeah. on the top it looks like a circle from the side it looks like a diamond
1: and it's like it's so like of course and apparently this has been a long time fan theory and i'm like yes and
0: and I'm- now in retrospect it all makes so much sense and i'm like yeah you're right why didn't we think that why did we accept so easily the narrative that Rose Quartz shattered Pink Diamond? We said this at episode two of season five. Why were we so ready to believe that when, for all we know, Homeworld's been lying about this the whole time, and we get
1: this... I was... I, I would not have been able to accept it if I didn't know the spoiler way back when, which the other spoiler I kind of hinted at was knowing that Lars was going to die, but Lars, I guess, because he came back, so I think it's okay now. Um, the... Uh. With having Pink Diamond, uh, if I had not known that, as soon as they said the, that it was with a sword and remembering the Bismuth episode, mm-hmm. that the sword was made to poof and that she made the breaking point because of it, yep. that instantly the story completely falls flat. It goes from. How does it
0: even happen? What what happened there? I was certain we were. I was certain that a diamond had turned on her. That it could have been rose. That would have been. That
1: would have been easy too. Yeah.
0: And and then Pearl doing it like, oh, a Pearl destroying a diamond. Like, what a great story arc. Like it's. But
1: when they showed the sword, I'm like, there's something else going on. That's
0: not the breaking point. A Pearl couldn't do that. How does this work? And we finally get Pearl. And Pink Diamond together, and now we see why Pink Diamond was not so much a giant woman to make more of this all just a bit more believable. And she puts her hands over Pearl's mouth and says, My last command to you as a diamond is that you won't tell anyone of what has happened here.
1: And Steven comes back up, you know, gets the, the kick and comes back out of the <laughs> pearl section and comes out and says, You you see that I couldn't tell you that your mother was pink diamond. Yeah, Stephen
0: says Mom was Pink Diamond. And then it pans back. And Amethyst and Garnet are just standing in the corner.
1: What?
0: <laughs> and Cut. New episode.
1: And this, oh my goodness, this was... It, oh, man. It, it, this next episode is good. And I'm glad we get this... I'm, it's
0: important, this next episode. Now that we have the revelation, again, still just ten minutes. So much to talk about in ten minutes. <sighs> and we come back, and we have Now We're Only Falling Apart, where... Garnet, again, splits, and if I could say something about Garnet for just really quick, it makes me sad that the only time we ever see Ruby and Sapphire is when they're on an outs on an argument, because it makes her seem like a will-they-won't-they relationship that doesn't have a lot in common.
1: Or whenever they're trying to um, deceive. deceive.
0: Because it makes it seem like they aren't compatible, but... We usually see garnet in almost every episode, which means they are supremely compatible and they work really great together. So it just it's sad in that way. Um, but this time, it's not ruby who gets mad; it's sapphire for never looking into who rose quartz was with her future vision, never just wondering how is this for her deceiving them all this time, just playing this game as a diamond with their lives. And so we finally get the backstory that. Pink Diamond begged and begged for a colony, was finally given one, but she still wasn't happy. And so the Diamonds gave her a pearl, our pearl, to make her happy. That was her function, to make her happy. And you could tell they have some looks together like right off the bat, but Pearl is so much in, yes, my Diamond, just always subservient in that way until she says, I wish we could go down there. Well, you can, my Diamond. You can just pretend to be an amethyst. Oh my gosh, could we? Or Rose
1: Quartz. Yeah, she's like, could you, like, I love how she says, like, could you imagine me going down there? Like, you know, the real, like, um, sarcastic, kind of uh, sardonic, like, could you even imagine it? I could, if you want me to, my diamond.
0: Absolutely, my diamond. Uh, And so she goes down there as this big old Rose Quartz with this pearl, and they go talking to all the amethysts who are waiting for their one buddy to come out, but they can't wait. So they're going to go to the front line, and they'll have to catch up. That's our little amethyst right there. Our little late bloomer small amethyst.
1: <laughs>
0: and they go off and explore the world. And
1: Wait. So the one that they were waiting oh, on. Oh, I'm assuming.
0: I'm assuming that's how that was that that was amethyst who never came out at that point. Hmm. I like it. I think it's a fun theory. It's a fun
1: little theory. Yeah.
0: That it was just that little amethyst who hadn't come out yet. Um,. So we get uh, shots of them roaming the world. Like, they go everywhere and see everything. They see butterflies and flowers and landscapes, and eventually they do see humans. And on their way back, it's in this discovery. It's it's Pearl showing her the world. She comes back and realizes that we don't create life. We destroy it. We take it and suck it dry. And goes back and is just like, I I can't have this be anymore. And we see a Pearl telling Sapphire and Steven that she tried everything as Pink Diamond. She she pleaded and she spoke on how this world was different and we could do things differently and we didn't have to do the colony this way and no one would listen to her because she was Little Pink Diamond and no one cared about Pink Diamond. She was just this little immature nobody.
1: So every time we've seen the diamonds, we've seen it's always in a diamond formation. It's always the four of them in blue and Yellow are always an equal uh, on the the horizontal, and we see them pink as is at the bottom
0: inside the episodes,
1: and yellow is or white. sorry, white is always the highest. So, um, I'll go ahead and reveal this now. We still don't know who the fuck White Diamond is or where the fuck she is.
0: Can I tell you my theory?
1: No, hang on. <gasps> no, hang on.
0: Because okay. it's not Onion. I actually do have a theory this time.
1: Okay, so hang on. Okay, hanging on. Um, so but we have the the in this so it's very easy to see that they would consider her lower um and especially in their own symbols for this entire society how they do the computers and everything like that she
0: is lowest she
1: is lowest
0: They, they call her immature they call her not ready for these things uh which again even in diamonds there's hierarchy as we can see with white being top and pink being lowest and Again, we see how blue and yellow have got along so very. Oh, I Here's... know what your
1: theory is. Right. Okay, okay. Let's talk but about let, it. No, let's... no, no,
0: no. I'm going to talk about it now. Okay. We
1: haven't even gotten through the episode No, yet. this
0: is important. We have to talk about it now because this is where all the diamond talk happens. Okay, so I have posited this before that the colors of diamond, the reason why white is so important is because she is white and white is all color. All color forms white. Very Gandalf the white sort of scenario. And that's why it's sha- it uh, sprays off into red and yellow and blue. Uh, yes. So, you think what that if White war. Diamond isn't actually White Diamond? What if White Diamond is a fusion of all three diamonds?
1: But that wouldn't work because Rose Quartz slash Pink Diamond was on Earth with Garnet and Pearl and Amethyst or Garnet and Pearl during the war whenever the bright white light happened. Unless White Diamond is just yellow and blue.
0: It could be, but it would be strange for Pink to not be included in that with the idea of all colors forming one. I
1: I get what you're trying to say with that. I I really, really do. I don't think that that's... It's a great theory. The problem is is there's one giant hole in it because of Garnet's story. It's still possible, but there's a hole in it. Because how how did they survive if Rose attacked, if Rose slash Pink Diamond attacked her own people? As the, the, you know, she's kind of a double agent of sorts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which makes sense. But at the same time, she would. All we tha- know
0: is that there was a weapon used to destroy most of the Crystal Gems. We don't know if it was White Diamond.
1: We know it's a bright white light.
0: That's all we got so far. And
1: it's got to be White Diamond.
0: But it doesn't mean that White Diamond has to operate it. Are we just saying that White Diamond has Fusrodal powers in her hands and just like it right out? We actually don't but see any saw, of we, the diamonds we, with any powers yet. We
1: do see one power. Pink Diamond makes some sort of gem shards out of earth.
0: Yes. Like she like just out of holds, dirt. She just holds and crushes it and it becomes because it in her hand. how do you
1: make a diamond out of pressure?
0: Yeah, just lots of pressure.
1: Exactly. All okay,
0: right, so what's your idea then about White Diamond?
1: Either A, we just haven't seen her yet, or B, that big bright white light or whatever, was her being shattered or was her last giving of herself and she's no longer uh, around. She no longer exists.
0: Why would they allow the narrative that Pink Diamond got shattered but not White Diamond?
1: I, I don't. Because White Diamond sacrificed herself to get rid of the Crystal Gem cause. But
0: then she'd be a, like she'd be a hero. People would love to hear that story. Well, yeah. But they aren't. If it's such a story exists, it has been kept under wraps this thousands then I of d- years. I,
1: I don't know. I really don't know. I think, the, unfortunately, the biggest problem with the three of them becoming White Diamond is that that white light happened. And and we know that the white light came from White Diamond because of Centipedal's story.
0: We know that Centipedal was sent and that got destroyed by the big light in the sky. But we don't, but then know, we don't know if certain. that's the
1: same mm-hmm. time. I think it was, though. I think there's there's clues that there was at the same time because I think even Lapis said something along the same lines. So I, I think there are clues, but it's still, it's more viable than anything else I have. How about that?
0: <laughs> uh, eventually they managed to calm Sapphire down and after explaining everything, Sapphire makes the astute observation that Rose Quartz Pink Diamond was never really truly a leader, but she was good at elevating those around her. If Pearl hadn't gotten Pink Diamond to fall in love with her and fall in love with the Earth, this wouldn't have happened. If Garnet hadn't shown up as this strange fusion, which we get to see from Pearl and Pink Diamond's perspective, then she would have never thought about there being a difference in the world and how Earth was allowing you to live differently. Again, following Garnet's footsteps. Another little great fun point is talking about fusion. After seeing Garnet, and then Pearl just lifting Rose Quartz up in her hands above her head and saying, Assemble or
1: fusion. Fusion.
0: And for a minute we see the four eyes of Rainbow Quartz before they just fall apart again. And she's like, Oh, I should have never. <sighs> You're a diamond. Absolutely not. I could never. No, 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 but we know it has. We know it has. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: I this
0: How fr- how forbidden Pearl fusing with a diamond. And
1: and we even get to see Rose Quartz and Pearl's perspective when they first meet Garnet and mm-hmm. um you know and like Garnet apologizing for fusing and um and just this big long uh just uh, you know like we we finally get to see that other side which we didn't ever really know we needed but once we get to see it it's wow yeah that's true and it's really cool to see that, but it's also cool to see Rose unsure, nor not as, like, the philosophical kind of Uncle Iroh spouting, you know, yeah, Tao be- wisdom all She the became time.
0: more mature. She went on, but I think as Sapphire pointed out, she only gained that by following the people around her that rallied to her cause. That without that, she wouldn't have become... The gem that she eventually became. Yeah. And, and the plan is so simple. Without Pink Diamond, there is no colony. So they devise where Pearl will disguise herself as um, Rose Quartz... No, sorry. Gosh. No. <laughs> sorry, the plan is going around in my head. Um, yes. So Rose Quartz will be Pink Diamond. Pearl will play the role of Rose Quartz. Shatter, quote-unquote, Pink Diamond keeping her gem safe and revealing the st- uh, gem shards that she had swallowed. And then when she reforms, she will no longer be Pink Diamond. She'll be Rose Quartz. And they won't matter with the colony anymore because it's Pink Diamond's colony and no one cares about Pink Diamond. They could have never have guessed that they would retaliate in such a way Upon hearing this, because no one ever cared about Pink Diamond. They thought her immature and young and naive, and they didn't care. They gave her a little plant on the edge of the galaxy and said, just stay there and don't make a scene.
1: Yeah. And I'm. It makes me sad that she just wanted to help out. And after all of this, they still treat her like they don't treat her. They treat her like. They treat the memory of her. Like, Blue Blue remembers her. Blue doesn't remember the good times. They just remember her the memories. Yeah,
0: Pink Diamond told Blue, I don't think we should get rid of the planet because there's human life on this, and Blue misinterpreted that and opened the human zoo. Ugh. And now just keeps people in captivity because she thought that that's what Pink would want. That's what would make Pink happy. But that wasn't what she wanted at all, and she was quite clear about what she wanted, and none of them listened to her.
1: Yeah, yeah in like you think blue is more compassionate but in reality she's just n- she's not more compassionate but she's more maybe selfish or she has more feelings but she just doesn't care as much it's it's weird it's a weird like double edged sword she cares she, but then she doesn't
0: i think you're right that the memory of her is a thing worth preserving not what she actually wanted exactly
1: exactly yeah
0: mm-hmm. and they go back only to find off that Ruby has run away to go think about some things. And that leads us to the final episode of this cluster, What's Your Problem? With Ruby missing, Steven and Amethyst go looking for her. Steven takes her seriously, while Amethyst goofs off. But her reasons behind it soon become clear. Steven's right. Amethyst is the most mature out of the entire group.
1: This was a, a fun episode. But only for the two of them to finally just kind of sit down and be like... <sighs> You you have to deal with a lot during this, and, and it's a lot that is get put
0: on us. Mm-hmm. And even more than that, I love I love Amethyst reasoning here because it's not that Amethyst is tamping her own feelings down; she's doing something which I think is the most selfless and mature thing. Everyone has put all the pressure on Steven for what he is supposed to do and what he is. And he is still he is still finding out about all this stuff. He seems to be handling it remarkably well as all things go. And he even says, you know, I, I, I'm kind of happy because it means my mom didn't shatter anyone. So I'm okay with that. But, but then, also now I know she was perfect and I have no recourse anymore. Well, and,
1: and she's a diamond. Like yep.
0: What am I? Like all this stuff. But Amethyst is the one who says... I am not going to put this burden on you because it's not your fault. And you should be the one who should be allowed to grieve and think about this and process. So I am not. I'm not okay. But it's not up to you to take that upon yourself. I'm not going to do that to a child. I have to be the adult here.
1: And and it show and it shows a lot of growth in amethyst that we would not have gotten at the very beginning of the series
0: absolutely not
1: um and it's it's really really nice to see and um i'm i'm glad to have seen this but it, this the the conversation that she does have with you know like i'm not going to put this burden on you you don't deserve it and you know i, I might be upset with your mom but i'm not upset with you um, it reminds me a lot of uh, the the fight that Bob and Helen Parr have in The Incredibles. I
0: can't lose you again. No,
1: no, no, no. The fight that they have, um, uh, the argument that they have in the house, and it's like, this is not about you. And it's like, why won't you just let him run and you know, it, it, like indulge in his powers a little bit? This is not about you. It's just like you can't just keep him locked up. This is not about you. Mm-hmm. And like. When I was younger, I didn't really get it because like I understood Bob's side. And now as I've grown older, I understand both sides because Bob is trying to let, you know, the kids explore their powers and not be cooped up. But at the same time, I understand Helen as well, because not only are they trying to keep their family safe, but he's saying all this stuff. But it's not about Dash. It's not about um, Violet. It's It's about about him. him. He wants to be a hero. It's his fault that they got put away, but it's like, he wants to be a hero again. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it, this reminds me, it's like, you know, this burden is not about you. So
0: it's not about that. Yeah. And I think there's a reason that Amethyst is the only gem that Steven's fused with at the beginning of this show. Pearl and Garnet were clearly the symbols of authority, of knowledge. They were the ones in charge. Mentorship, Amethyst,
1: mothership.
0: Yeah, Amethyst and Steven were goofy buddy buddy friends. They were immature. And as the series has moved on, Garnet says it You are more mature than I gave you credit for. Uh, Pearl breaking down weeping with Sapphire, that she's never going to see Garnet again because if Ruby and Sapphire never get back together, then that's it for her and Garnet's <laughs> relationship. Just weeping openly. It really is the relationship. Between Stephen and Amethyst is so much more equitable. It's not mentor and mentee, mother and son. It's friend and friend, and that is why they effuse because they exist on equal footing in their relationship. And we, they have the biggest conversations that way. It's the, the you know Pearl. Every big conversation is about something about Rose and her past. Uh, Garnet's big or, ones or
1: Greg, but it still has to do with Rose.
0: Yeah, Garnets are about her failings, where she is she's failed to do something. But Am-
1: feelings in general, because it could still even be
0: Steven's feelings. Exactly. But when Amethyst and, the, and him talk, it's a lot more like you and I are the same. Like we're so alike. Even when they're having their fight about who is the weaker yeah. person, it's we have to be beyond this. We are the same person. I get you. You're me. It's it's the best kind of relationship, and it's nice because it is satisfying. There's been a lot of times we've had a Stephen Amethyst thing, and it hasn't felt satisfying at the end because it hasn't gotten wrapped up. This one feels like they've clearly come to a point where they can talk and it's not gonna be weird or awkward. Uh, I do love the helicopter chase. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Get out of my head. Oh, I'm sorry I'm getting too personal. No, like you're in my head. You're dude.
1: literally standing inside my head. Yeah. Get off my back.
0: Yeah, it's it's unfair for Amethyst to ask for uh Amethyst ask stephen to be okay with her feelings about Rose without him being okay about his feelings with Rose first. She was his mom. Yeah, He gets the right to be first in, involved and explore his emotional feelings with it. It's,
1: I mean, it's the same for any child and parent. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, the backstory for Bane um, from the Batman comics, DC comics. Um, the reason that he is in jail for most of his life is not because of anything he did. He actually is in jail because of what his father did. Um, his father uh, gets put in jail for something and dies way too young. the The government felt like, and uh, so his mother was pregnant whenever uh, he the, his dad died. And so as soon as he is born, he's immediately put into jail. And so that's all he knew was jail for the longest time. So
0: it seems like a really cruel use of your justice system. If I was being honest, if your father died and you just went to jail to finish his term.
1: Yeah, That's cruel it re- it, is what that is. It very much is.
0: Uh the best scene. The most pure if you had to condense Steven Universe into one scene, into one one moment, it's Steven the it, it's it's an upbeat helicopter chase. Excuse me, Mr. Cat. I am talking and you're being a butt. It's a it's a high-speed helicopter high-action chase with a character saying, Let me help you with your feelings. <laughs> Steven so often shouts, like, the theme, the emotional beat of Steven Universe, that it feels almost like he knows what this whole thing is about. Why don't you... I gave you emotional context. You're supposed to forgive me for that.
1: Like, you're supposed to reward me for my uh, emotional honesty.
0: honesty. Uh, And this, of course, is very upset that she is now the most mature Crystal Gem. That is not where she wanted to be at all in this. Yeah. But, gonna have to now, and again just these really beautiful quiet moments all the fun stuff of steven trying to be serious and Aaron with goofing off and then them finally going to the pizza place and just sitting looking at each other
1: i, I love the moment it's like like he has all this like well literally all the toppings Every topping. and like he takes the pizza and then it falls off this is too much <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's so it's so appropriate uh And then eventually, they hear that uh, Ruby is with Greg, and they fly off in the helicopter as friends, and it cuts before they even get to Ruby. Just like, this was the important part. Not finding Ruby. Ruby's fine. Ruby's Mm be fine. It's important the relationship that comes back together before we get into... The
1: next, uh, the other relationship. Yeah.
0: And our final ten episodes Aaron. next week, not only will I be leaving quarantine, going back to school for who knows how long, but... We also reached the end of the first five seasons, the first full series of Steven Universe.
1: Yes. I i am um, both sad and excited to be finishing. Um, we've got... So we'll finish this cluster. Um, so we will we, we'll be finishing this the season uh, with this cluster, and then we will be... Um, uh, actually, we'll actually be watching the movie. Correct. Um, and then um we're we haven't decided if we're going to try to do after that will be
0: steven universe future yeah
1: we haven't decided if we're going to do that immediately yet or not um we
0: don't know when these things are coming up so it may be that things return kind of to normal and we spread them out as part of the marriage the idea brand it may be that we go right back in and i don't want either one of these things to happen but we could definitely be seeing more Steven Universe hot takes sooner rather than later. And I say hot takes in the loosest sense of the word as we come a year late to the game.
1: I know I definitely want to watch the movie as a part of this. Absolutely. Uh, Beats beats City Quarantine. Um, I don't think um, uh, Steven Universe future is too terribly long. um, And I don't think it's much. um...
0: I can tell you how long it is if you would like.
1: Oh, sure.
0: It is? 20
1: so it would only be two more episodes
0: we may spread that one out a bit more just in a bit of a retrospective talking about things as we as we come across them but yeah we're getting into our final 10 episodes which are do not look at them erin i'm
1: not looking at them
0: our final episodes we'll be discussing next week tuesday at 5 p.m here on the marriage the idea facebook page the question maid of honor reunited legs from here to home world familiar together alone escapism, and change your mind, which is a big three-part extravaganza at the end of this thing. Almost like its own little arc.
1: Wow. I... uh...
0: We got a lot here. There's so many calls and responses, even with the titles to these. Uh, uh, Together Alone is a flip-flop of Alone Together, back when um, Stephen and Connie first fused. Yeah. Yeah. The other things like um, the question, which is an, an which is a call and response to the answer, yep. which was Garnet's story. There's so many things that we're finding back and forth, back and forth. So we are hopefully going to have most of our questions answered. Who is White Diamond?
1: What is White Diamond?
0: Where is White Diamond?
1: How is White Diamond? <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to a lot of this stuff uh, to be kind of condensed or to be wrapped up you know we've got a lot that we're going to be taking care of in this next um in this next cluster this next eight to ten episodes but i'm
0: wondering what they're not answering that a movie was needed not I, that i hate it not that i am hitting hate the idea of a movie think, but
1: yeah i think the movie if as far as i know the movie takes place or not i, I don't know when the movie takes place how if it takes place within the the time frame of the seasons? So far as or... I know,
0: it does, because there's a fusion or a gem we have never seen before. And if we don't see it in these next 10 episodes, we have to assume it's something later.
1: Yeah, and it's that's the main antagonist or um villain if you will
0: again i have no idea like it could be we thought we knew so much and yet we know so little as we go on
1: exactly so and
0: in our in our second to last cluster here what was your favorite episode
1: so let me go back through um i'm gonna do my best not to look at the descriptions of the other episodes um I I I honestly I have to say probably the big reveal of a single pale rose it's it was so even though I had it revealed to me so long ago it was still it still hit me hard it still hit me in a very deep place because I was like I'm like I, I still I, there were times I'm like no no it, no no that's it's not going to be <laughs> nah, that Nah, nah nah brah nah, nah but then there were times i was like no I, I, it has to be that or like how I, I i was like if if this then how you know kind of thing um i did really like the big show uh just the aesthetic and everything like that um so i think probably top three would be uh single pale rose uh the big show and either jungle moon or can't go back because of the song
0: mm-hmm. I think that Lars of the Stars and Jungle Moon might be my favorite. Even with the reveal, I just love Eden. how everything changes right here with Lars's new personality as Captain of the Ship, with the introduction of Emerald as its rival pirate captain, of <laughs> Stevani surviving on this Jungle Moon with Catra's voice actor. There's so many. So if I could combine them into one and it is a part one and a part two, technically, then that would def that would be my favorite of course only eclipsed by a single pale rose and it's hard it's hard when we get into clusters where there's plot specific rose quartz related things because it's always the one we pick we're such noobs we're we're so easy to read of course we'd pick the rose quartz episode but there's something so crazy about seeing for the first time rose quartz just morph into pink diamond
1: excuse me this it was It was so breathtaking to actually see it. And it's just like, oh, my God.
0: Steven's a diamond.
1: Steven's a diamond. And he's not like, I don't think he's accepted it yet because he's still showing more of a quartz. So I don't know how it will rotate. rotate.
0: He had to reform. He'd have to.
1: Oh, he would. And he's
0: human. And we don't know if he can.
1: We know he can shapeshift, but it's not the same as a gem. So, and then, so when I asked you the question, is how can a I? I kind of was trying to lead you. um, How could a rose quartz, a soldier, make a human child?
0: Well, how can a diamond?
1: Well, she literally made a gem out of dirt, or she made gem shards out of dirt. I believe it way more uh, okay, that a diamond okay. could do it than a than a rose quartz could do it.
0: Okay, so now what about this, though? That lends credence to your theory. Maybe when a diamond chooses to expend its energy, it's either life-giving or life-taking. So if you're correct, and White Diamond blew herself up ages ago to stop the rebellion on earth that was her using all of her gems energy to disappear to completely turn into pure energy rose though chose to use her diamonds energy as pure life giving and completely but, bring a totally different person into the universe
1: but then how uh, he has the diamond though mm-hmm. he has he has which diamond. mean
0: maybe maybe white diamonds diamond is still somewhere and it can't reform because not all the diamonds are together
1: Uh, well...
0: Like, there's so many, like, again, I have no idea. We haven't seen where White Diamond's diamond is, so we have no idea, because with every fusion, we see where each of their diamonds goes, each of their gemstones. So if White Diamond is made up of three, we would have to see three gemstones on her, and we haven't seen her yet, except in silhouette formation. We've got nothing on her, so we have no idea where her gems are located or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I'm... uh...
0: So many questions. Ten episodes so ago and so yeah, many questions.
1: That's that's the biggest question right now is who is White Diamond or where is White Diamond? Because that that's the biggest one that has still yet to be answered at this point. Um and I don't think we'll we'll get an answer in the next couple of episodes. I think we have to wait till the very end.
0: Yeah. If we if get we that. If we get answer. it. If we get it. Yeah. Again, we have I a- I might have
1: to wait for a future. We have a
0: whole extra season and a movie. We have no idea. I am I I would like to know though, so please just let me know. Please just let me know.
1: I and it's so hard. Uh, we waited uh, until I think it was Saturday to um <laughs> to binge the first five episodes, and then we waited, and then we then the next day we binge the next five, and it's just like
0: it's gonna happen again. Like I love watching them with you, and we were good. We used to be really good about watching one or two a day no i get the feeling that we are going to at a certain point either stop or we're just going to go through the entire thing i think
1: i think we're i think especially because we're near the end it's going to be all in one night
0: when the seventh harry potter book came out i read one chapter a day for the first three days and then i destroyed the entire book on the fourth day Will Steven Universe, the final episode of season five, be the same? Will we be able to savor it, munch it just a little bit, or will we destroy it all in our gluttonous need to know answers to questions?
1: Like like, do I take a peas meal or <laughs> no, 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 no. cookies? <laughs> only,
0: only time will tell, but I think it is time for now to say goodbye and get ready for our final episode next week. <laughs>
1: I think, our, I think the, for the
0: time being, I
1: think the movie needs to be our final episode.
0: So you think we should do Steven Universe Future and then the movie?
1: No, you said the movie comes before the, which means
0: the final episode of Steven Future will be the last episode of Keep Beach City Quarantined.
1: Yes, that's and I thought that's how we had we did. I thought so, that's yes, how but you we just decided. said the
0: movie should be the final episode. It can't be the final episode.
1: No, I'm saying we would do the movie after this next cluster, and then we would do Future.
0: Yes, which means the movie can't be the final episode.
1: I, you just said the final episode.
0: This is the final episode. Next week is the final episode, and then we Why? do the Why movie. Is it? no? No, and then no, I'm do. saying we
1: do the. I th- I'm saying we do the movie, and then we take a break.
0: Okay, so here's what's happening. Next week is the final episode of season five, and then we're gonna take a hiatus. And who knows when we'll come back? But when we do, it, it might be, be a week. It, it might be, just be a week. School's starting back up, baby. I don't have time to watch a movie anymore. I have a job now. <laughs>
1: You know, we have another podcast, right?
0: Ah, yeah, it's every other week. It's fine. We got plenty of time.
1: (laughs) Anyways, remember
0: only only you
1: can keep Beach Beach City City quarantined. quarantined.